All right, guys, my name is Casey. I'm one of the pastors here at the uh, here at New City Church. Welcome. Everybody doing okay? Amen. Everybody doing all right? Amen. Hey, come on now. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready over here? Y'all ready over here? All right. My name is Casey. I'm one of the pastors here at New City Church. Welcome to New City. I see some new visitors again this morning. Rock and roll. Uh, I was talking to the folks before we started the service. Uh, it looks like we've had about 75 new visitors over the last six weeks, which is crazy talk. Uh, we are, uh, for lots of reasons, going to be doing some different things on the resurre- what's called Resurrection Sunday. Pick up your bulletins. we got a new one this, w- this uh, week, and uh, I noticed, it's funny because I'm like, yep, it all looks good when I was looking at it before. I read it all through, and now I know this is a graphic issue right there at the city wall. That's all right, um, but right there in the middle, uh, check out, we got city groups that we're talking about there. Which city groups, how many people have come through city groups so far? Come on, what do you think? Oh, come on. After that, come on. Yeah, city groups. Yeah, Monday nights and Tuesday nights, we are going through the values of New City Church. And we've gone through for the last three weeks, we've looked at the value of truth. We defined what truth is. We looked at how do we live by the truth individually in our lives. Last week, we looked at how do we as a church deal with the truth in, with the truth in a world where the truth is so wishy-washy and whatever you make it to be. The next three weeks, we've got uh, Nick Hoffmeyer and David Rawls, who are going to be talking about spiritual maturity. Yeah, give it up for them guys, man. Uh, we're going to be talking about spiritual maturity. We're going to be defining spiritual maturity. We're going to be finding out what does that mean for me as I walk in spiritual maturity, and what do we do as a church in spiritual maturity over the next three weeks. So city groups, Monday nights and Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, be there or be a parallelogram. Three services we've got. Uh, check out your backs, uh, the back of the bullets is here. We got Good Friday, which is going to be March 25th, and it is on Friday this year. I don't know if you knew that, know that or not, but it is on Friday this year, seven o'clock. Um, and then as we we kind of uh, started doing some planning of it last uh, uh, yesterday, and man, Good Friday this year is going to be awesome. It's going to be totally different. Invite as many people as you can. You know, we were talking about having two. So I don't know, it might be too cr- Man, don't worry about it being too crowded. We'll figure, we'll make chairs out of something if we need to. Uh, if you guys were here for the Christmas Eve service, we figured it out, didn't we? Well, we're going to figure it out on the Good Friday service too. So uh, we're going to have that March 25th at 7 o'clock. And then Resurrection Sunday, which is uh, also known as Easter Sunday. We call it Resurrection Sunday because they never called it Easter Sunday in the New Testament church. It's always about the resurrection. Amen. So March 27th, we're going to have a 7 a.m. sunrise service, and that is going to be outside. We're actually having the Boy Scouts are going to, put, going to cook us breakfast for the 7 a.m. service. We're going to turn right back around and have three services on that morning. Here's why we're going to have three services. Last year we had two. We were full, which we want to be as full as we possibly can. I know that fire codes say certain things, but, but it's Sunday and nobody's going to... I'm kidding. Um, but... <laughs> But we had, we had last year, we averaged this time last year, about 120 people per Sunday morning. And we had one service, that kind of thing. We had to ramp it up to two services because uh, up uh, by the top, by the, like right now, we're averaging, if you're looking at the beginning of the year from January to now, we're averaging anywhere between 165, 170. Uh, we even hit 225 one day. So it was, and for no particular reason at all. So we're hitting like like averaging 173.5, which I don't know who the point I don't know who the point five is. <laughs> Very small person, man. Maybe Casey. No, but you're a full person, Casey. 
But here's the deal, man. I mean, so if we're going 120 last year and we're hitting 175 this year between the two services, then we're probably going to need to do three. Amen. So we're going to do an 815 add the 930 and 11 is going to stay the same. So we're going to do three services on Resurrection Sunday. Final thing I want to talk to you guys about is uh, City Walk is right after the second service on the first Sunday of the month, month which is today. Uh, we are full again for City Walk this, this week. Is that, is that not cool? Uh, except, I will tell you this, we had, we're, we're capping it at 25 people. We had 25 exactly people, people coming. Two people called me yesterday, said, man, something's come up. I'm going to have to go to the next one. So we actually have two slots available. So if you want to catch me, it'll be first come, first serve. If you haven't been to City Walk, City Walk is what is basically we go through. It's a, we, we, you know, we feed you. Actually, got a free lunch and everything. We'll have it up here. So right after the second service, we'll be breaking all the tables down and stuff. Um, but it really, we talk about why we're here, what our vision is, what we believe, who the, who, who, what it means to be a part of this church and uh, take for a couple hours, and it is like I, like we we sell out. I guess if you want you want to call it. So we had the talk to a, a family yesterday, and they're like, "Yep, we will be there." They took the last four slides. I'm like, "All right." And so then we had somebody else call and say, "So if you want to come to City Walk after the second service, you are welcome." But it is uh, we got two slots left. Is that cool? And so it's an exciting time for our church, man, and it's an exciting thing that's going on in New City Church. I is kind of blowing everybody's minds in a lot of ways is it blowing your mind a little bit what's what's happened here i mean what's it's, it's crazy isn't it i mean I'm, I'm loving what god is doing and it is all god it is not human ingenuity or human strategy or human planning or human anything it is something god has just done if you don't know anything about new city church the a year or a year and a half ago or so uh, about two years ago now it was uh, had depleted down to about seven folks was going to close its doors uh, we actually, as a church, uh, decided that we were going to completely revamp and close down the old Edgerton Southern Baptist Church and start New City Church. And we started with four people in a small disciple group, and we learned how to obey. And God has blessed it. Amen. Done all kinds of community service events, that kind of thing. And this leads us up to right now, we're about to hit our second Easter, quote-unquote, resurrection service, quote-unquote, Easter service here in a couple of weeks. And what we're doing right now is we're going through what's called a, 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 a series, a sermon series called At the Cross. Um, at the Cross are the seven things that Jesus said from the cross, what they meant, what is it, what is it, where are we going with this, and what does he mean by this? And some of the people that were there knew exactly what Jesus was saying, knew exactly where he was going with the things that he was saying on the cross. Four weeks ago, we talked about the fact that Jesus said, Father, forgive them, they do not know what they are are doing luke 23 34 and if you recall there were about 49 i say almost 50 because it sounds better 49 folks came and dropped their 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 basically who they were going to forgive right here on the altar i haven't looked at them all i did was count the number man and it is absolutely stunning the number of people and the tears that were flowing and what i and i talked to somebody yesterday i said man it kind of keeps popping up everywhere i said man do not forget the fact that we are to forgive our those who have who have done things wrong against us and 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 because if we don't then god can't forgive us amen and so we continue to go down that road and i continue to encourage do not forget that you laid that down a month ago three weeks ago we talked about luke 23 43 where jesus answered truly i tell you talking to the thief on the cross who had just been hurling insults at him today you will be with me 
in paradise. And Chris Monon, my buddy Monon Moix, talked about the eternality of, of this whole thing that Jesus is talking about on the cross. The, the fact that he's not thinking about the here and now, because if he was thinking about the here and now, this punk would have had no, no time of day for Jesus, right? Jesus could have said, I'm sorry, man, you shouldn't have insulted me. You're on your own. Good luck in hell. Bye. Right? No, he didn't, man. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. Two weeks ago, we talked about what it means eternally to have a, have a family and what it means to be truly adopted in the, in, the, in the kingdom and the family of God. When Jesus said to his own flesh mom who gave birth to him, said, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple John, here is your mother. And they two, the two lived together after, after that. And, and, and last week, when my, my, man, was Matt's message not amazing last week? Whoo! And I got... Hey, I tell you what, I was downstairs in Kid City, and uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to it, but man, I heard it, uh, I got on the app, and I listened to the podcast online, and I'm out, man, alive, great stuff. Matthew 27, 46, what he talked about, Eloi, Eloi, Lima Sabachthani, correct me if I mispronounced that, but it means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he also said, I am thirsty, I thirst, depending on the version of the scriptures that you have. And we talked about the fact that he started to talk about Psalm 22, and he's reciting Psalm 22. A lot of people think, why would God leave him? God never left him. But he, re- he, he was simply reciting Psalm 22. And if you finish the psalm and you go into the rest of the psalms that David wrote, you realize that God never left. This week, this is one of the most powerful and amazing things Christ said on the, on the cross. All this stuff is just truly something that is, that is, that is, that is derived and and originated from God himself. But it said, John 19, 30, so when he had received the drink, he said, everybody say this, it is what? Say it loud. It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Here's the thing that, that a lot of people don't, don't realize. That a lot of, and, and I hear people preach this a lot, and it's true. And a matter of fact, if you want to listen to a little bit different perspective, Matt Miller from the Shawnee campus, who was here last week, uh, check out his podcast. He's going to talk about the things that Christ did that, that we don't have to do, the works that he did. I'm going to take a little bit different approach. One thing I love about our church is that not everybody has to be a cookie-cutter cookie type of a thing. We're not preaching something different. We're preaching something complimentary because we all see things differently. But it is finished, is, a, is translated, the original Greek is a word called tetelestai. Everybody say tetelestai, right? Um, I'm from the south, from Georgia, Jeff Ford, go dogs, right? Ooh, ooh. Well, how do we say, what? Pray for her. We say it tetelesti. That's how we say it. I'm kidding, we really don't. We don't try to. We might, I don't know. But understand something, tetelestai is an original Greek word and it is, and it is a remarkable that, that how, how, when Jesus said this, people were like, man, culturally speaking, first century culture, they knew exactly what he was saying. In the first century culture, the, the word tetelestai or some derivation thereof was stamped across paid bills. Like when you paid off a loan, choo-choo, tetelestai or teleo or something like that, something that meant paid in full everybody say paid in full so when jesus bowed his head and said paid in full i have done it you no longer owe this life you no longer owe for your sin i have paid it can you imagine 
Can you imagine? I mean, I'm, I'm looking, you, know, you guys heard, you guys saw, uh, uh, remember the movie Titanic, right? You guys remember the Titanic? All right, you know I love answers when I ask questions. I'm a teacher, right? Come on, class. Titanic was one, it was like, a, like an epic uh, movie. And Leonardo DiCaprio, who finally got his, come on. Oh, man. Dear Jesus, pray for this crowd over here. Can I get a what, what? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio finally got his, what is it, his Grammy? Oscar. My bad, I don't know. <laughs> See how you guys are dressing up for Oscar. Like, woo, look at this. Um, so he finally got his Oscar. And, okay. Um, so, so he finally got it. Now he got me all thrown off here. No, I'm just kidding. He finally got his Oscar. But 20, you know, 20 years ago, he, everybody said he should have gotten an Oscar for Titanic, right? Well, I'm, I, you know, I was imagining this whole thing about what did can you imagine somebody like if you're dying in the or you're on the tank, right and it splits boom like it did in the in the movie right and all of a sudden you're falling ah, like like some of these people did and somebody grabs you right somebody grabs you on the on the titanic and you're dying you're dead you know you're going you know your destiny is 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 like death you know you're gonna drown freeze or starve or something like that you have no idea and this person says here take this and i'm gonna die in your place right and we look at that person sometimes, and, 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 I, and I imagine us, what would we think about that person? We would want to get to know who that person was. We would want to know what we can do for that person's family. We want to know how we can honor that person, how we can keep that person. We tattoo stuff on us, man. We do whatever it was to keep a, a memorial for the person that saved our lives. Can you imagine that happening when they say, hey, are you in place of me? Boom, you grab this, I'm gone. And you go, oh, okay, cool, thanks. Well, I'll take that. That's what we do with Jesus, though, isn't it? Is that not what we do? When he says, paid in full, you're like, hey, thanks, boss. Appreciate that. Thanks for loaning me a couple of bucks. Woo. Man, see, because I'm looking at the fact that, that what Jesus had to go through, man, hell must be a terrible, terrible place. And you can start filling this out in your bulletins if you want to. You can get on your app and fill it out too. Hell must be an absolutely awful place. If the destiny of hell is, is like we're already born into this destiny, right? Then hell must be absolutely awful for Jesus to have to go through the beating, for Jesus to have to go through the whipping with the cat of nine tails, for Jesus to have to have to be like literally nailed to, to wood on our behalf. That being said though, heaven must be indescribably beautiful. And worth it. And for Jesus to go through this, you and I must be worth it, right? Like, he must love us that freaking much for us to do that. Like, like so I know some Christians walk around like, man, you know, I'm just, I'm all down, I'm all this, I'm all like, wake up, Christian, man. You are, you are worth so much to Jesus. Matthew 10, 8, 28 through 31, it says, uh, and he's talking to his disciples, he said, do not fear, one of the most quoted, the most most commanded command of all scripture do not fear those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell aren't two sparrows sold for a penny yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent but even the hairs of your head have all been counted and some of us have more than others don't be afraid therefore you are what worth 
more than, than many sparrows. We have a value. 1 Corinthians 6.20, Paul talking to the church at Corinth said, you were what? Bought at a price. And you know, I love answers when I ask questions. What was that price to God? His life, everything. We must be worth it to him. John 3, 16 through 18 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And everybody stops there and go, Yay, God, I get a free ticket to heaven. But listen to what it says. For God did not send his own son into the world to condemn the world, but to what? Save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Man, this is so powerful. People forget to read the rest of the story, right? But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Meaning that when we are born, our destiny is destruction, right? That's automatic. That's where we're going. We're in a fallen world. We're in a, we're in a, a fallen state. We're automatically destined for that. And everybody says, well, well wait a second. That's a, that's a very loving God. God didn't do that. We did. Right? God set it up for us perfectly. We're the ones that sin. Amen? And so some of the times people will ask questions like, man, am I, am I actually saved then? And, and I'm going to say some of the things I'm about to say that, that some of this stuff that when we say, am I saved? I can never possibly tell you whether you are saved or whether you are not. That is up to God and not me. I cannot cast judgment on it. I don't think you're saved, man. Or I don't think you, I think you're saved. I, that, that is not for me to say. But here are some of the characteristics according to the scriptures that, that, that really show that you are saved. There's some, there's some things that change in your life. If this person saved you from the Titanic, you would think differently about that person. You wouldn't walk away going, man, that was kind of cool, I guess. And I accept that in my heart even, I guess, right? I'll even try to figure that out in the Greek. Characteristic number one, thankfulness. Genuine thankfulness. See, a, a saved person realizes from where we have been rescued. And I almost said we realize where we've been rescued from, but I know a lot of you grammar freaks would freak out on that. And now listen to the rest of the message. I want to show you guys. Dave, will you come up here for a second? I taught about this um, about a year ago, just mentioned uh, this, this whole telesti thing. And uh, man, about, about a month after that, I got this picture on, the, on, on Facebook. I got a message from uh, actually your wife. And I, and I said, that's kind of cool. And it was a picture of this. Look at that. Tetelestai. Is that not cool? Right? Hey, this dude's committed, man, I tell you. And so my first thought is, is that Ben's? <laughs> you know, because Ben's, you know, in his 20s and stuff like that. And, and you know, I'm, I'm like, wow. She goes, no, that's Dave's. I'm like. Go gangster, man. That is awesome. Seriously. And, and to watch what Dave has done in the last year with, with his life. A year ago, and, and like when you came to know the Lord, and it wasn't even a year ago. You got baptized here. But you started, before you, you came to know the Lord, before you came to our church even, you never hardly read your Bible. It was a... Not for a number of years, probably about 20. So it's been about 20 years since you had picked up your Bible, right? And so to see what God has done in your life is absolutely stunning. I mean, it's, a, it's miraculous. And so 
there are like there are things when when we're talking and things like that. I always listen to Dave because God has given him great wisdom. He is picking up his scriptures daily for hours, sometimes daily, and the things that God is revealing in your in you is incredible. So thank you for your commitment. And it's more than a tattoo, isn't it? Yes, it, is. it, it it really is just a it's like a like a genuine life change, a thankfulness from what you've been rescued from, right? So thank you, Dave. Now, love you, bud. Love you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Another characteristic that, that we look at is, is a life change. Like what I talked about, what's happened with Dave is not something that, that uh, well, it is something that only God can do. This is, a, this is a radical departure, and you weren't an evil doing murderous stuff or anything like that, but there was a path that you were going down, and now you're going down the path that is the narrow one that hardly anybody ever goes through, right? And so this whole characteristic number two is a life change. There is a desire to make him known, not an obligation. Well, I guess I got to go spread the good news, right? It's like, I got to tell people this. I've been, I've been rescued from eternal hell. That's awesome. I can't, and he's real and he's true and he's proven and it's amazing. Last week I had the, I had the, the absolute privilege of, of serving in Kid City last week. And to watch some of these kids, you guys may not know. Actually, some of us that were praying before the service, you, you got to meet little Soraya. She goes, oh, Rhea, it's cool, you know, whatever. I call her Soraya Sunshine, but there are very few, like, six-year-old kids that I think really get it. This is one of those kids that really get it. And so I'm down there, her and her mom, uh, if you haven't met Rochelle, she's awesome, you know, teaches her at home, that kind of thing. Her parents are discipling her as a, as a child. And so it's in between the two services, and they're sitting there, and her mom's you know, she's, she's reading scripture, they're reading scripture together, and I sit down next to them, they close their Bible, and Soraya says, Pastor Casey, which I still think is weird for people to call me a pastor, because I didn't grow up in the church, and I'm like, I'm never going to be a pastor, I'm like, okay, but she says, Pastor Casey, I gave my life to Jesus this week, you know, <laughs> I'm like, that's cool, all right, hold it together, boy, you know, I love to hear that, right, and so I, I look, and I said, Soraya, are you excited? She goes, yeah. I mean, if you, her eyes just like light up. It's like, yes, yes. I'm so excited. And, and we need to get, I need to get baptized now. She gets it, right? It's like the first step when you know Jesus is like, that's the next step you do. It's like be baptized, then learn to obey when you're a disciple. That's what we do, amen? And she goes, I need to be baptized. And if you've ever known Soraya, if you've ever seen, talked to Soraya, you know she's like a 30-year-old trapped in a 6-year-old body. She'll just carry on a conversation. I mean, her and my, my wife and uh, artists and uh, after City Group and Soraya was sitting there after City Group uh, Monday or Tuesday night. And here's Soraya just sitting there just talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she put her, you know, yep. Yeah, and then she would talk. And then all of a sudden, Soraya's taking over the conversation. <laughs> but she looks at me and she says, I need to be baptized. Um... But my father and I need to speak with you first. Okay, sweetheart, what's up? Well, we just wanted to make sure it was okay because I'd like my dad to baptize me, if that's okay with you. What? Come on, boy, my heart's like, you know? I'm like, girl, if you're ready. And your parents, and we, we all sit down and talk, and you, you want your dad and your mom to baptize you, man, I'll step out of anyway. She goes, okay. And then she went and played, you know? Like, but, but she gets it, right? And so from, from uh, you know, uh, how do I describe your age? Advanced? No, not really. That's kind of wrong. 
uh, older than a lot of us, two younger than a lot of us, right? Usually I'm glad when Dave's around because I'm usually the oldest guy in the room, so that's kind of cool. But, but you got Dave who comes late in life, right? To like a, like a full following, n- no holds barred, absolute, like Jesus is my Lord kind of, kind of living. And then you got Soraya who's got a no holds barred, absolute, Jesus is my Lord kind of mentality, six years old and more than six years old, right? 63. 63, come on, is God not real? Is God not true? 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 20 says, So from now on, regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. We are the only creature that God has ever created that can be created twice. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God who, what? What's that word? Records. Wait a minute, is that right? Through once regarding this way, we do so. Next slide, please. It's all right. Therefore, is he in Christ, new creator? Next slide, please. And yeah, this, so who reconciled what? What is reconciled? There's like an exchange here, isn't there, right? This is an accounting term that they use in the first century. It's a reconciliation. How many of you accounted financial types in the house, right? Yeah, you know this. You get this, man. You bean counter type folks, man. You love these kind of passages like, oh, this is an exchange. We, we owed something that Jesus paid. It's a reconciliation. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, meaning our ministry is now to help others understand that your debt is paid to. Amen. Amen. We are therefore Christ's what? Ambassadors. You know what an ambassador is? Ambassador is someone who represents the king. I remember hearing Billy Graham talk about this one time because Billy Graham used to talk to dignitaries and prime ministers and kings and uh, you know, leaders of great nations and things like that. And they say, ever get nervous? And uh, he's like, uh, I represent the king of kings. <laughs> they probably need to be nervous when I come in the room. Wow. Whew. Talk about swag, right? We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. There's a third characteristic that popped into my mind this week. There's a heart change. And there's a desire to honor the Savior, and this is the important part, they're all important, and allow him to be the Lord of our lives. And that's what I love about Jesus. Yeah, I paid that price, but I'm not going to hold that over your head. That's your decision, right? You don't have to. We get to allow him to be the Lord of our lives. Like, he's the boss, right? You were bought at a price. And a lot of people are like, I don't like to use slave language, but let me tell you, the Bible uses it a whole bunch. And like, I ain't going to be a slave to nobody, but, but let me tell you, I would be happy to be his slave. Whatever you want, sir. Whatever you want, boss. You tell me I go. And a lot of churches are struggling to make this transition because we teach this, Jesus is Savior. He's your friend. He's your brother. And he's awesome. And he's great, right? And we, we, we teach that. And it's all true. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But when churches start to preach that Jesus is Lord and you have to do what he says, people get uncomfortable and they leave, right? 
They go, oh, this is not what I signed up for. I signed up to be comfortable. I signed up for my problems to go away. I signed up for all this other stuff. And I signed up to, be, to be, uh, have great fellowship, and I needed to make friends and stuff. But we need to understand that's all great. But Jesus is Lord. Where you go, I go. Where I go, you tell me to go. Matthew 7, 16 through 23 says, Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree does not bear good fruit is, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And this is serious. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. He's talking about us, the disciples. Not everyone who says to me, listen, whew, man, this is wild. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. You get that? Jesus is like a lot of people claiming to be, I'm a Jesus freak, I'm a Christ follower, right? But they're really not. They're just doing it in name only. Listen to what else he says. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles. We did all kinds of stuff for you in the name of you, Jesus. And we went on mission trips and we put our hands on people and prayed for their healing. And we even saw people get healed, God. Then I will say to them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Guys, man, man, this is a serious serious thing and i and i and i love you man and i plead on to god on behalf of you all the time like like god may they see you and they may they may they seriously follow you may they may you be the lord of this church truly genuinely the lord of this church that 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 where we where you tell us to go we go and we don't even go well i don't like that and i'm not comfortable and i'm not this i don't think i'm gonna go over here and do my own thing i'm gonna go over and do my own thing and like you know uh, god that's cool but i got some other better stuff i'm gonna do in your name that kind of thing and he says to those people away from me man what are we doing church there are lots of folks doing church stuff but few have allowed jesus to be Lord. And I'm going to ask the band to come up and I'm going to read over you some scriptures. And before I do that, I want to pray. God, the scriptures that I'm going to read, may you simply wash over this group of folks with your Holy Spirit. May you absolutely consume us with your fire. May our words be your words. May our actions be your actions. May, may what we do simply be a result of what you tell us to do, both in your spirit and in your word. As we read from Ephesians and Romans and Matthew and Colossians and Isaiah, may you give us the characteristic of a disciple that understands through your spirit what you are telling us to do. And may we be obedient in what you're telling us. It is in your son's amazing, incredible, beautiful, awesome, impossible, victorious name. All New City Church says, amen. Ephesians 2, 14 through 16. For he himself is our peace who made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, 
the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. And in one body to, say this word with me, New City, reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. But, everybody say but. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Matthew 20, 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom. There's been an exchange here for many. Colossians 2, Paul writing to the church at Colossae. Having been buried with him in baptism, you also raised with him through the faith and the working of God who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him and forgave us all our trespasses. He erased the what? Certificate of what? Debt. We owed that. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And finally, I want to read to you Isaiah 53. And here's the deal, man. Isaiah, written seven to 800 years prior to Jesus ever coming. This is like reading out of the New Testament. Some people call Isaiah the fifth gospel. Great thing about this is it's found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, fully intact, this entire chapter. Verse 6, we like all sheep, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. And he fulfilled that prophecy, didn't he? He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of this generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of our people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and the, with the rich in his death. And we thank, thank you, God, for using Potiphar to fulfill that prophecy written 800 years prior to Jesus ever doing this. Though he had none, no violence nor any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes, him, makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. We are his offspring! And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. Happy Resurrection Sunday, everybody. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for 
the transgressors. And all your city church says, Amen.